So hello and welcome to our ongoing series of Icons of Relocation podcast. My name is Simon Johnston. I'm the CEO of Icon Relocation, a provider of world-leading home search, moving technology and property management solutions. Now today I'm delighted to be joined by Tanya Haskins and Sinead Colon from one of the largest and perhaps most respected agency networks in the UK with 34 offices in this country and globally. Of course, I'm with the ladies from John D. Wood. Um, thank you very much for joining us. How are you both? Doing good. Yeah, I well. gained... Thanks for having us. Oh, it's so great to have you here. And we're straight going to go straight into one of my favourite conversations, which is the rental market. What is going on? Because we've seen so much change from the last few years. And I think if you were relocating and signing into the UK, it's difficult to really understand what is happening. So can I immediately lean on you and actually say, how would you define the rental market at the moment? What's going on uh, and how can you best describe it? Well, um, to be honest, I think you just hit the nail on the head there, which is it's just changed so much. I think mm. anyone who's you know been part of the lettings market or the relocation market for a number of years has probably got quite used to the seasonality of it. And um, I think that seasonality over the last couple of years has um, somewhat gone out of the window and, 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 you know, every week or every month is is, is, a, is, a, is a new challenge, um, which is keeping us all on our toes and, and, it, and it's good fun. Um, but, you know, with a variety of different things that have happened a couple of years, last couple of years, obviously COVID being one of them, you know, mm. we've now got cost of living crisis and, you know, companies, individuals tightening the belts and all that kind of stuff going on. It's it. It is changeable, I think is probably the, the easiest way to describe mm. it. Um, we've certainly seen in the last couple of years um, a real lack of supply in, in properties coming to market. Um, and actually, in some ways, we're now having to readjust our, uh, I guess, our expectations um, and, 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 and our assessment of what is a normal um, amount of property to be coming to the market because it's been so, so different in the last couple of years to what we'd seen prior to that. Um, naturally, some areas um, that is more exaggerated than others. Um, but the good news is we are now starting to see more property coming back to the market. Um, right. Now we've seen it. We've seen it building over the last couple of months. Um, and you know, there's all sorts of experts out there giving different facts and figures about what 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 percentage up we are year on year but um mm. if i take all of them together i reckon you know we're something around the 30 percent um level in terms of an increase in properties coming to market to rent um versus this time last year 30 percent yeah that's substantial yeah. isn't it? it it certainly is i mean you know as i said there, there's there's various different numbers that are sitting out there but that's certainly the kind of the kind of figure that we're seeing at John D. Wood and Company as well. Um, and it seems to be reflected across the industry. Um, that's great news. Of course, it is great news. It's great news for, it's great news for tenants in particular, because uh, certainly the last couple of years, um, we've had some fantastic searches um, coming through from international um, relocations. And, and, you know, Couple of, couple of years ago, they would have been so easy to satisfy. You know, we'd have, you know, two days worth yeah. of tours to see various properties <laughs> and we'd be looking at this area one day and this area another day. And, you know, there'd be yeah. so much to, to choose from. Mm. Um, and certainly in the, in, 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 the in, in the deep, dark days of, um, of, of COVID, when we had so little on the market, we were scrambling around to give, to, to give tenants a couple of properties just so they could see why, one was better than the other so right. we are starting to see that level out a bit more which um is better 
Um, and it, it, it's certainly a, a better experience for anyone who is relocating because they've got a bit more choice. Yeah. Um, Sinead, you got any sort of additional views to that? Um, I think at the moment now, particularly obviously from my point of view, I work predominantly on the sort of the corporate services and client services. So I'm obviously working on one side of our lovely partnership with yourself, where we're working with relocation agents that have specific clients that are looking for something quite specific in some of our areas compared to what I'm seeing from client services where I'm trying to indulge people into the John Dean and Company way of working, where they want to work closely with us from lettings and sales. So we're seeing two sides of the dynamic here where we're seeing landlords that unfortunately may not want to stay in the industry and we're encouraging them to stay in there. And I think one of the main tools that we're starting to see, which is encouraging to stay here, is short-term rentals. And yeah. I think this is something which is really enticing um, our partnership with yourselves and other relocation agents where a client may not want to take something for a long term or a long term period. They want a little bit of flexibility. The parents or the individual, their partners may want to have more of a say in where they live. And having a short term rental gives them that flexibility to try before you buy or try before you long let. So we're starting to see some of our landlords that used to be predominantly in sales, rethinking about the rental market or encouraging them to stay a little bit longer and see what happens with the, whatever happens in the government that we see. I'm sure it will change, but we're trying to work with the dynamics of what we have at the moment. So I think new, new enticements to short lets will encourage them to stay and hopefully that will kind of give us a little bit more of a, an individual selection to a new supply to the lettings market so fingers crossed that will obviously uh, impact greatly over the next little couple of months uh, and we're quietly confident about that which is great that's been really interesting for those who are not familiar so for anybody listening for this outside yeah. the uk when you talk about short rents could you define yes. that for us I love to. Uh, I think if anyone asks me, I'm like the, the queen of short term rentals. I love it very, very much. Um, okay. I like to call it like a home away from home. So it would be a very much a turnkey ready property. Anything from 30 days, uh, approximately a month, up to around four or five months. Um, I think when it comes to that sort of six month bracket, sometimes that can still lead up to a long term rental. But anything between those sort of brackets will give the flexibility to that owner to have that say of keeping it on the sales market. If they want to renew for a little bit longer, they can keep it within the short term bracket. And the most important thing to remember, it is very much like a home away from home. So all the bills are included in the rent. TV, Wi-Fi, they move in, they have everything there. So it really does feel like a home away from home. And we do tend to see a, uh, a selection of short-term rentals, anything from around two and a half thousand a month, anything north of 10,000 a month plus. So we do categorise a variety of options for any individual looking for a short-term rental. Yeah, fantastic. I have to say, I'm a big fan of short-term rental as well. I just love to see it really sort of really coming back because with the stock levels recently, mm. it's been perhaps uh, less of an option. Yeah. So it's really encouraging right. to hear that. In fact, I just want to pick up on something you said earlier. Um, you're talking about the landlords and the fact the market has changed. It's, it might be worth having a look at it from their perspective. Mm. Um, so what are they looking for right now? Uh, in, it says the market has changed. So from my landlord's perspective, what do we need to be aware of is important for them to make sure that when we're relocating our top talent into the UK, we are making ourselves look extremely appealing. Mm. I, 
think uh, you know what I, I'm sure you've got your views as well Sinead so we can we can probably both pitch in on this one but um, I think going back to your previous question the points we were making about all the changes that we've seen in the market it's it's been quite a confusing time not necessarily mm. a good or a bad time but quite a confusing time to be a property right. owner you know we, we've seen great sales markets and we've seen slowdowns and we've seen fantastic rental markets and increasing rents and then we've seen them slow down and it's all been happening quite quickly so um as is naturally the the way it can take a bit of time sometimes to make a decision about what to do with a property that you own um mm. and i think for for landlords that has meant that they were thinking about selling one moment and then they're thinking, oh, no, maybe I'll keep it or maybe I'll rent it or maybe I could throw in a short let or maybe I could throw in a short let whilst I keep it on the market for sales. And that has just been a real feature for, well, certainly for the last couple of years. So my answer would be in terms of what landlords are looking for right now, if they're, if they're going to rent their property out, they want something secure. You know, they, they, they want that, that security of a good quality tenant who's um, who, who, who they've they've got the, the, the trust will stay yes. in the property and look after their property right. um, and and pay a good rent but we have to accept that that's not always you know it's, it's easy to think that a high paying tenant is the, is the be all and end all for a client and actually I think given the changes and and the ups and downs that we've seen actually that that safety and security of, mm. of a, a good tenant right so stability of a tenant is, is yeah. right up yeah. there basically okay that's and really think, interesting yeah I think there's always that, uh, particularly from the client services side, one of the main things we always tend to hear from a landlord or even a potential vendor looking to put onto the rental market is that I want a corporate client. And sometimes we need to deconstruct that a little bit for a landlord. So do you actually mm. know what a, a corporate client is? Because sometimes it could be, in their minds, a company taking on a property and then putting their own individual employees in. Or it could be an employee coming on behalf of a company, but their company's paying. Or there could be a select budget in mind that an applicant's been given from their company, but they're going to top it up instead. Or it could be something completely different. It could be right. different types of companies. So I think what we need to understand, particularly if we're dealing with um, an oil and gas company, which will have very large amounts of criteria points that they'll need for a home, very similar to an embassy let. We just need to make sure that we're managing their expectations because ultimately these are the ones where these landlords will have these individuals for three, five, even 10 years. And if we can manage that expectation from the very beginning, they then have an understanding that, ah, you've prepped me for this, Sinead, Tanya. Thank you very much. Now I have an understanding here. So then when we are working with Icon or any other individual relocation agents, it looks like we're having that communication from the very beginning. So it's not a, yeah. a tactic at the very beginning saying, great. Now we've got it from the very beginning. It's been a nice sort of transition, a nice process. So everything's been handled effectively, which is a really positive point to talk about. So it's so, a really interesting comment, isn't it? Because it really shows the, the value of, sort of making sure communication levels between us and yourselves is incredibly yeah. strong. Yes. So you know, if we're doing our job really well, then to make sure that you can do the job to communicate to your landlords really well, which means the whole process goes smoothly. So yeah, that's Absolutely. that's a really interesting point, which perhaps kind of goes on to another question, which is sort of, just generally putting it into the phrase of just problems. You know, what do mm. we see? What difficulties do we see out there that maybe crop up every now and again? 
and what could collectively we do to be proactive around them? So um, perhaps we can start with you, Sinead, first. Yeah, sorry? <laughs> I love that P word, problems. It's always like, like how do we turn it around, make it a resolution, yeah. you know? If we start our day with our to-do list. Oh, come on, so, we're, right. we're positive okay. people, so. That's yeah, fine. Get before 8 a.m., you're like, okay, not a problem. Let's see how we can handle it. Not a problem. Right. Um, <laughs> I think at the moment now, I think it's always managing, I think it's always going to be a recurring uh, conversation, it's always managing people's expectations, because yeah. I think at the moment now, the trend that we're starting to see, I think since COVID, is that we've seen individual, young individual employees or professionals that are not coming to the UK with a container or looking for a large house. Right. They're looking for security in terms of can I get to work quickly and efficiently to do my job so I can then think about a long-term plan here because ultimately when you hire a relocation agent the employee wants employee re retainment so they're thinking about that from the very beginning so I think ultimately since 2019 um, the financial sector has been predominantly what we've been seeing in terms of our, our go-to uh, employees and applicants because I believe obviously they can afford the uh, sort of the prime central London market. So they come with less uh, expectation unless it yeah. works with the criteria of getting to work, commuting, and obviously it has the needs and wants of the property. I think what we need to do to ease problems, um, I don't like using that word, uh, easing, uh, managing of expectations um, is when we're dealing with families, because ultimately it's not just the home they're looking for, it is schools, it is, you know, sometimes these individuals have never rented before. So right. for yeah. us, we're now, I think the funniest thing I heard um, last week was, Sinead, oh. they feel like they're in the wild, wild west and we're trying to take them to the water out of the desert. Can you help them? I was like, well, I've never had that terminology before, but I think it really puts <laughs> things into perspective because they're mad. So they're the they've got a lot of plates that they're spinning. And what we're trying to do is have one aspect of that. So I think at the moment now, I think it's really important when we do have an opportunity to speak with your cl your clients through yourselves, through Icon, is to really understand what the wants and needs are. What are what are the musts? What are the things we could be a little bit more flexible on, I think, and then we can then link that home together because I think at the moment now, particularly when we deal with individuals, when they think of a home here in London, particularly the likes of Parsons Green, Fulham, Chiswick, which are those beautiful areas for houses relocating over here, they may not have what they might have in their own country. So a Victoria conversion house sounds very Mary Poppins, but it's very <laughs> much the, it's a, a classic internal facade. It could have a slightly older bathroom. Do I need to walk into the bathroom to the shower or do I need to have something a little bit more modern? So I think it's picturing that, that mindset from the very beginning of, great, you want to be in a fantastic area for schools, but you might need to think about a different type of property in that particular area. Can we be a little bit more flexible? Can we look at an apartment? Can we look at a house? Or bring it back to a short-term rental, can you have a short let for a short period of time so you can see what you can get in your area? So I think their main sort of the, the characteristics that we tend to normally see is that what they envision themselves living in compared to what they physically get when they move in. Because I think mm. at the moment now, we have seen since 2019, a 
um, I see in the nicest possible way a lot more respect for the relocation agent, which is fantastic. They're giving all of their trust into that individual to find that particular property. And then it's up to us to work together to then maybe do a FaceTime viewing or taking things over the Internet, which they may not necessarily have done before. But now it's seen as the norm. So social media, for instance, who would have thought 10, 15 years ago we'll be letting and selling properties over TikTok or Instagram or over a reel. And I think this is where things become more and more um, important to the individual that if I can see something on my phone, am I going to take it straight away? Do I feel confident that that relocation agent has done that for right. me correctly? It so is about it, knowledge it, and trust, isn't it? And, you know, correct. It's our job to yeah. really help the individual sort of pull out what their dream is and, and to sanity check it and help them to actually make sure that yeah. we can then partner with yourself. That's a really Absolutely. interesting comment. And that's where our relationship really yeah. comes into its own as well and, and, right. and our communication because, you know, you understand and, and work with the client and, and get an understanding of what it is that what it is that they want and what they need and, and what their priorities are, what their family right. looks like and all of that kind of stuff. And then, and then as, as Sinead said, sometimes it's about matching that to our knowledge of the local market and saying okay well I know you said you were going to be looking in this area but actually have you considered this mm. area you might get a bit more for your money or you might be a little bit better in terms of your commute and and that relationship between us and Icon is so vital in terms of actually providing that kind of 360 advice yeah, I have to say, I sort of going on a slight tangent here, but this is why I kind of really enjoy working with you uh, and other companies is, is because we have the, like Rebecca Gunn, which I know you know, and the, and the property support yes. team here. They're doing this all day, every day. They're they're really working and focusing and working with you guys. And it just does make the whole process smoother, doesn't it? It's yeah, a really, really tightened up that process. The difference is notable. Um, yeah. Okay, I you picked I up a... Oh, sorry, sorry, sir. I think that's I'm really I'm really happy that you brought that up. And I think one thing that Rebecca and I, I think since the beginning of 2023, which has right. kind of been a little bit of a, like a USP for us, is that you very, very well within your organization is that you have an opportunity to agree the deal for your clients and then the ability to have that property checked before the tenancy starts. Normally it's mm. on the day of the tenancy, obviously starting or completing. Um, what we've agreed with Icon and with other uh, relocation is that we would do a, a potential let check. So yeah. two to three days before the tenancy starts, yeah. we would go with front office or we would come as a sort of an unbiased point of view in the eyes of the relocation agent and also our front office staff to see if we can see any potential problems uh, which we can resolve and try and ease that communication if we need to be a little yeah. bit more flexible on the move-in date or on the time when people want to move in with their keys and with their furniture just trying to see if that helps at all and I think since we've launched that from 2023 from January it has we haven't obviously been able to do it on a vast scale yet because we've just started, but we are starting to see huge achievements here from the relocation agent side because there's only so much an individual from a relocation agent can do with that one individual without going on to another client. And having that reassurance that we are doing that for them has been really well received. So I think that's something particularly, obviously, we had Easter that's just come about. We had one of your colleagues that we had a moving on the Tuesday, which is the first day back from the bank holiday. And we were very fortunate that we were able to speak on the Thursday as well on Good Friday, just to make sure that, look, just a heads up, 
it's going to be done. But if you can move your start date from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., I think it's going to be a little bit easier. So it was a small call. It didn't take up too much of the time. It was just managing that expectation, which has been tremendously well, I, I successful. Love this. I mean, this is everything. This is what it's all about. And I, 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 I love the details of, of this sort of thing and just being proactive and just mm -hmm. making sure we are managing expectations correctly and we're getting ahead yeah. of the curve. And if there is a problem and sometimes it's nobody's fault, something happens. Yeah just prior but then to actually be prepared for that and know what's going on to communicate is brilliant so i have to say you guys are amazing on that and i have to say we can if we can keep building it will transform the whole relocation experience 100%, i think for all of us 100 percent. i think at the moment now there are going to be other estate agents that do have very very large volumes when it comes to their individual and we're doing tremendously well on that but i feel I think Tanya and I have been in the industry for long enough now to say sometimes it's not necessarily about quantity, it is about quality. Yeah, absolutely. And to retain that that name of John D. Will and Company, it yeah. sometimes needs to be something we need to take into consideration, particularly in the market that we're in. If we can excel in that quality level with these small little USPs, ultimately it will then help us with our market share, working closely with relocation agents so we can expand. So I think this could be small steps that we can think about, just generally thinking about changing the actual way that we do business in state agency and through corporate and through relocation agent business. That's going to help everyone in the long run, which I think is a win-win for everyone. I agree with you more. I mean, honestly, that is so well said. I mean, so well said. Thank I'm you. going to change a conversation now because I think you really <laughs> gripped that one. So uh, fantastic. And this is why we love working with you. I've been trained you. well. Tanya's very, very good at head of letters. Uh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I can't well. take credit for We're that today. That was all you. <laughs> <laughs> um, perhaps I can just ask one last little question. We, we talked about the changing market and we talked about uh, many things here, which has been really interesting. But what's about the locations? I mean, some locations are mm. changing more than others. So are there mm. any areas that you're seeing as particularly challenging? Uh, and what mm. would those challenges be? Um, I, th I think the, the obvious one that comes to mind immediately is that the, the you know the, the core corporate market in Surrey has been has been very challenging for, for the for last sure. couple of years. Um, yeah. There's been a variety of reasons for it. Um, a lot of it is you know, the same reasons that we see across the whole market just being exaggerated in a market that is so highly demanded for corporates. Um, and, and I think what we've certainly seen, um, it, we, we've seen corporates from the same company coming through the same relocation, bidding against one another <laughs> for the same property because the, mm. the supply has been so, so low. Um, as I said, we have started to see some of that coming back. Um, mm. which which is really promising but um i think you know there's a number of different reasons for why that's happened but the surrey mm. sales market was incredibly strong so a lot of people sold their properties right people bought those properties they moved into them to live into the to live in them as a result that property that we've maybe rented out for five ten mm. in some cases 15 or 20 years mm. to a corporate tenant year on year all of a sudden was off the market and yeah it's a really good point an owner occupier in it now um, and so we have seen that market market shrink, but doesn't change the fact that it's it's a, an area that is in huge demand. Uh, it's got great links into London. It's got a lot of companies of its own. It's a beautiful area to live. Um, so I think, and given it's such a such an important area for us, you know, we've got um, well, we've got two different brands actually because we have a sister brand, um, APW, and another sister brand, um, CHK all operating within Surrey. So John D. was CHK and APW. As market leaders, I mean that you know even we've struggled mm. to be able to offer 
a good an, a good amount of properties to any relocation client that was coming over because they just simply weren't there. So I think in terms of challenging areas, that's that's the the immediate and most obvious one. What I can say in terms of reassuring people is it mm. is starting to come back. I was going to ask you, it's see more yeah. of that. Yeah, do you, yeah, how do you see that playing out? I mean, I know it's difficult to predict the near future on regard to Surrey, but yeah. could you give us a sort of view of, of what, do you think we're over mm -hmm. the worst? Do you think this is a slow improvement over a number of years? How would you define the Surrey market? I'd certainly say we've, we've started to see the, the supply of property coming back. And, and, you know, and that is okay. the first step. I yeah. think um, the, the, the challenges now that we are, that, that we're facing in that market are the managing of the expectations for the landlords you know in terms yep. of because there's been so much change in the market but you know there's been such a lack of demand sorry such a lack of supply and then you know increasing levels of supply the pricing of those properties and what a, a landlord can achieve for that property um and what a tenant will have to pay for that property it's nowhere near as predictable as it has been in the past because three or four years ago you could say well property on that road with four bedrooms and a garage and a nice big garden the swimming pool is going to cost you x amount of money and here are three mm. or four others that, that have, mm. have have been the same but sure. because there's been so few property available properties available that could be comparable that you know to some extent and it's frustrating both for for landlords and for tenants a, a property is going to rent for whatever price a person mm. is willing to pay for it <laughs> it absolutely True. is and and you know and it and, and that competition between tenants and corporates to, to to secure those properties has just ramped up because they've learned through time that they don't get that one they don't know when the next one's going to come available um and um so i think in answer to your question surrey is the obvious at uh, the obvious yeah. area to call out mm -hmm. um because it's it's so popular and mm. the supply has been so so challenging <laughs> it's just it's just been it's just been really exaggerated but as i said um I, we are starting to see signs coming back signs of it coming back um mm. you know we we saw it i'd say probably summertime last year we started to see it coming back the patterns have continued mm. and okay. now it's just really a bit of a a pricing game in terms of what those properties that are coming to market now are going to be renting for yeah. because on both the tenant and the landlord side there's expectations kind of bouncing around all over the place and we're just trying to to bring it all together in the middle really that's fair uh, yeah. anything else you want to add to that or no, expand i think on? it's a valid yeah absolutely i think sorry i think from what we're seeing from our corporate team is that there there is obviously that need for flexibility and i think what we've obviously tried to see at the moment now is where we can find the the most amount of exposure in different areas to give them that sort of flexibility so we've been very, very lucky that we have a very strong new homes team. Uh, John East is now running new homes. He's had 25 years worth of experience in the industry. And I think for us now, our corporate uh, bodies are starting to see more sort of that, that build to rent sector. Right. So yes. it's something yeah. we might need to start thinking about now. So if we can't find something in an area that you're predominantly wanting to be in, if it was where we could probably get you near the, the Elizabeth line, for instance, which is phenomenal now we yeah. finally can start talking about this so places like <laughs> North, North Acton where you would not not necessarily would want to be in because there was a lack of commuting into central London I can now be in the city within 15-20 minutes but also have a co-living building where 
for instance, I have an individual that doesn't have a family that wants to have that sort of co-living environment where I can have my own my own apartment, but I have a cinema room, I have a gym and it's all included there. That's maybe the new norm now. So maybe those areas where we necessarily weren't looking in could be something to ease the void of maybe if we couldn't find anything in an individual area or start growing our business in. So for the likes of Chiswick, which is doing so well with the lack of stock, people are now starting to think about Ealing again. Is this yep. something we need to be thinking about? Yeah. Surrey is doing enormously well, but areas outside of Surrey, we're now starting to see more about Guildford, Farnham, you know, yeah. all these areas. Which are still fast into London, aren't they? So if that's correct. what they're doing. It's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. 100%, you know, and I think this is it now. So people that want that flexibility, we can try. If we can't find it there, we can maybe extend it somewhere else where necessarily we wouldn't normally go to. So it's quite exciting to see this new level of new homes coming back into the rental sector to cover the load that we may have lost in Surrey or in other areas, for instance, yeah. like Docklands. You know, it's right. still growing, which is fantastic, yeah. you know. Yeah. So areas that we can ease that could be definitely something to take into consideration. Yeah, no, I think it's excellent. It kind of mirrors our comment that we say with everybody relocating is one of the key things is be flexible. You know, understand the market. Yeah. There are options. And if you're willing to be flexible, you'll find that home so much quicker. You'll mm -hmm. settle so much quicker. And I think what you just said mirrors that. Uh, yeah. That's amazing. Is there any sort of final comments around sort of London itself? We talked about the home counties and some of the areas to the fringes. Mm -hmm. Do you have any views about the sort of more prime locations in London oh, yes. in regard to? <laughs> <laughs> of course you do oh yes of course I feel like I think it's quite exciting for me and I know obviously of Tanya as well but you know working in prime central London obviously we've been very very fortunate to work in the outside areas but just the core prime central London I just feel really excited that it's actually reopened again I yeah, know that sounds tremendously <laughs> cheesy but if if you're fortunate obviously to to know us when we were here during the Olympics, you know, I can say that now, 2012, the Olympics. Yeah. I think that was the last time people were really excited to be in London. And I've started to see that same sense of, wow, London's reopened, it's back again. There's a sense of security, there's a sense of structure. And yeah. I think that's what PCL, Prime Central London, is showing at the moment now. The super prime market, I think, is predominantly powerful at the moment for the last nine to ten months who would have thought during mm. a covid crisis we would see a large influx of of corporate or private individuals wanting to secure their investments in rentals or in sales in a super prime market it's been beautiful to see some of these properties and being a part of that has been a tremendous success and i think that's something we did see um, and i think with prime central london at the moment now embassies reopening again more attaches coming yeah. sports desk we've been so lucky to have a really successful sports desk that's starting to see more individuals from the uk the european football market coming back to london wanting to be here we are very fortunate that we have a great time zone so people from frankfurt from america yeah. from obviously asia they feel comfortable being back in london and the, and the financial sector regardless of what happens on a, on a yearly, weekly, monthly basis, we're very, very uh, comfortable and secure with the City of London and London as a whole that we have that stability there. So that will obviously impact the rental market, which is tremendously buoyant. And it's always going to be a desire and a need to live in prime central London. And that's why our, 
I'm I'm boasting a little bit, but I'm very happy that you know we have I, a, I, our head I, office here in Belgrave yeah. Square around some successful individuals, embassies, etc. And being a part of that, we sit on a day to day basis, which is tremendously amazing and wonderful at the same time, which I think I couldn't agree with you more. I just, just sort of jump in because. I, I'm like you, I, I'm very, very biased. The UK is a brilliant place to live. And London, I'm sorry, it is the best capital in the world. It just is. And it's the most <laughs> no, amazing no, place to be. <laughs> yeah, it just it is fantastic. And you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, nice and bizarre. I'm always slightly jealous when somebody relocates to London. I know I live here myself, but I think it's it's a cool place to come. So <laughs> it's it's, it's amazing to hear you say. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. It really is fantastic. I know the housing market can be difficult, but if it was like a good place to stop to actually just go, but you are coming to the UK, you come into London. It's an amazing experience, and I know us working with you is going to make the whole relocation an amazing experience as well. So. May I just say thank you very much to both of you for joining me today. Uh, I'd love to do this again thank because you. I feel like I've only just scraped the surface of your knowledge. So I, well, we I can think... talk to you for hours. Ah, I, I love <laughs> I that. I grabbed the tea and biscuits. <laughs> okay, well, let's then definitely do it again. Let's, let's kind of see thank how things so are going. Much. Thank you so much, both of you. You've been amazing. I look forward to next time. Thank you. You're very kind. Take care. Thank, thank you so much. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye.